Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, today, we're doing a market update. Yes, love these episodes. Welcome back, everybody. And can I please ask before we get into all of the details that, again, we've spent um, some time preparing for you, if there's uh, one thing that we could ask as a favour from our audience that tune in week to week, we would love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and tell us what you love about our weekly episodes. The only way that our podcast can be distributed to more people just like you who can benefit from the content that we share is that if um, is if you do help um, iTunes understand just how much value you are getting from the weekly episodes. So if you don't mind taking a few minutes to leave us a review on iTunes, we would really appreciate that and um, it will help us to ensure that we allocate the time to continue to put into the preparation for all of the podcasts that we share with you. Yes, it'd be nice to get that review. It's always nice actually on a weekend and we, we consistently get it, someone tapping us on the shoulder and saying, I love your podcast. Um, so it's always get nice to get that tap on the shoulder. But as Melinda said, if you could leave us a review and um, a rating that would be awesome um, just to hear what people think as well so um, look we're middle of we're early uh, July so June update um, I must say I'm not a weather update but on the weekend when we we're out and about doing some uh, open inspections and we were down on the river and I couldn't help but do a quick video to um, explain to people the lifestyle in Brisbane it was beautiful sunny there was party boats out Howard Smith Wharfs was there it was people out picnicking heaps of people in the park um, beautiful sunny skies and that early sort of 20 degrees, which is pretty pretty good for uh, wintertime, I must say. You were in your T-shirt and you were spruiking that fact. So, you know, who wouldn't love to be in a climate like Brisbane in our winter uh, months when you do get to enjoy the warmth of the Brisbane sunshine uh, throughout the day? Of course, we're not here to talk about the weather as yep. much as Scott would love to continue to talk about the weather. We are here to talk about the market and what has been happening here in Brisbane. So before we jump into all the numbers and the stats and the, and the details that we've sort of collected, um, it's an interesting time at the moment, a bit of a, what we probably call a bit of a changing market. Um, we've talked about this, I think, on the on the past few episodes where people are talking about the property market and how it's crashing everywhere and, you know, Sydney, Melbourne, um, but Brisbane is very different to that. It, it's pretty pretty stable at the moment. Um, as we've said previously, and we, we see this sort of week in, week out, it's probably more of a normal market. Um, the market previously, which I think I've said has been was on steroids there for a while, um, it's a bit more of a normal market now. Properties aren't selling probably as fast, um, but there's definitely opportunity there, I think, for buyers especially um, to, to um, have that opportunity to, to negotiate again. Um, that's been something that um, we didn't see for a while, negotiations. Um, so negotiations are coming in. It's probably more of that normal market, I would say. Consumer confidence, probably a little bit down. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I'd argue that we've gone beyond a normal market and, in fact, we're starting to see some buyers really hesitate. Um, there's a lot of negative sentiment that is existing um, or that exists out there in the market at the moment. There's a lot of buyers that have just completely lost confidence. And generally when we see 
um, a market like we're in at the moment, buyers tend to just sit on the sidelines. They do nothing. They just take a wait and see approach. Um, and yet sellers are still uh, assuming that the market's shifting 3% every single month like it was six months ago. Of course, that's not happening. Um, in fact, Brisbane property values really haven't changed according to the data um, across the month of June. But what we're seeing on the ground is just a lack of buyer confidence. We're seeing that come through in um, at auctions where, you know, there, there are a good quality um, number of registered bidders, but quite often a property may still pass in because the gap between the seller's expectations and what the buyers are comfortably prepared to pay under auction conditions, that gap seems to be widening. Um, and of course, there's some buyers at the moment that simply just have the uncertainty around finance because we are now in an interest rate environment where interest rates are rising. Um, people don't have as much confidence around their borrowing capacity. So bringing in the opportunity to buy with finance conditions can often work to the advantage of a buyer um, if they're a bit uncertain around finance. So definitely the negative sentiment, which is caused by a huge fall in consumer, consumer sentiment as a whole, um, it's definitely impacting on the market here in Brisbane. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of work um, to be done in the market at the moment with the selling agent and the buying agent, for example, um, educating their clients um, to where they should sit at the moment. As, as Melinda mentioned, the buyers, are, there's still buyers there. There's still good opportunity to buy. It, the sellers just need to obviously understand that the market is not going flat out like it was. It, it's still consistent. It's still holding there. So maybe they don't need to push their prices up a little bit. That probably puts that bit of a gap between the buyer and the seller. Um, and obviously, when you do a comparative market analysis, you can actually get a little bit more consistency in that when you start to look at what has sold of late and knowing where the market's sitting at the moment. I don't think there's, um, uh, you know, we people talk about getting bargains and things like that. That's no, there's no bargains as such. It's market value. It is what it is. Um, and it's actually pretty consistent at the moment. So that little dif distance between the sellers and the buyers, I think that will tighten up a bit. Um, the professional, the good agents will do their work and they'll actually work closely with their um, their, their um, clients as well. And just to clarify, when we say, you know, properties are really not selling at a discount, uh, when we talk about properties not selling at a discount, A-grade properties um, are not selling at a discount where people have no requirement to sell. Sellers who are wanting to achieve a certain price who have no urgency to sell um, will simply pull their property from the market or leave their property listed for a lot longer until they achieve the price they're wanting. Um, alternatively, there's uh, there have been a select few opportunities where we know, you know, properties have needed to sell, it's been a deceased estate, uh, perhaps someone has bought elsewhere they need to sell. Um, there's some opportunities like that around Brisbane. Um, and anything that is selling, you know, for a discount um, and anything that you can negotiate hard on in the absence of buyer competition, and it just goes back to what we've been talking about for the last, you know, two years or so whilst running this podcast, um, if you can negotiate a discount, where is the buyer demand? Because, you know, we're still attending auctions where, you know, there's there's more than um, one on the weekend. There was actually 17 registered bidders as an example. Now, you know, that indicates that we're in a really different market where it's property specific. So the demand on, you know, property, it's not, it's not all across Brisbane. It's not across all price points, nor is it across all product types. It's very property specific. Um, and therefore, it's having an understanding on the ground in terms of how many people are turning up to these properties um, to, to get an indication of what the potential pricing might be um, and also understanding seller's motivation. It's always a big 
um, thing to understand in a transitioning market because, you know, no use sort of going in with a bargain offer or a lowball offer when someone might have, you know, owned the property for 40 years and they have listed the property for sale. But at the end of the day, they're not going to sell unless they achieve the price that they're wanting to achieve. They'll just, you know, hold on to that property a little longer until they get that price. So always just things to keep in mind if you are a buyer, but not discounting the impact that the RBI rate RBA rate increases is having on the market. You know, there's definitely been a lot of hysteria around the reporting of these rate moves. Um, this is coming through, obviously, in the media, and that has a huge impact on the psychology of buying. You know, when we really distract ourselves from the emotion, we see opportunity in times where there's fewer buyers in the market because it's a less competitive market. Um, however, it goes against our psychology, you know, Generally, when there's negative sentiment in the market, we tend to sit aside and wait, and we wait for those more positive indicators. And of course, when those more positive indicators come along, all of the buyers jump back into the market. And then, of course, you know, there's all that FOMO, and that's what drives values again. But people seem to have more confidence in buying when they have to stretch and overpay just to secure a property due to competition. Then um, in times like now where there's buying opportunities out there, if you're patient and you're waiting for them, but you need to actually be prepared to make those decisions now and not sit on the sidelines for the next six to 12 months, just taking a wait and see approach. It's interesting what that media side um, sort of thing does. I mean, two weeks, probably for a good two weeks there, we had um, all of the media was about interest rates. Um, all of a sudden COVID's come back into the news and interest rates have gone off the news again. So um, it's amazing what that media influence does, um, what people will actually listen to as well. Yeah, and I sort of look at the fundamentals, the underlying fundamentals for the Brisbane property market. And, you know, the reality is that I think a change in consumer sentiment alone might be all that's required to actually trigger the Brisbane property market once again. And, and I think there's, there's reason behind that claim, and that is, you know, right now, we are still in a really tight supply market. So when we look at supply levels in Brisbane, and this is measured by listing volumes, they're still down 12.5% um, in Brisbane compared to 12 months ago, and they're still trending well below the five-year average across the city. Now, it's very unlikely that we're going to see a huge increase in the number of people that want to sell um, I know that there's some sales agents out there that are using the approach, oh, you better sell now because the market's going to crash. But the reality is sellers don't really want to sell in a time where they're not certain that they're going to achieve the price that they want to achieve. So again, sellers wait. So I expect what we're likely to see in the months ahead is a further reduction in the number of listings and the number of properties that do become available for sale potentially. We'll certainly see a reduction in the sales volumes if buyers are sitting on the sidelines. Um, and therefore, then media value trends are going to be made up of a much smaller composition or a much smaller number of properties. So we need to be mindful of what is selling because of that compositional bias um, before we rely too much on what's happening in, in that median value. And that's what we're here to help buyers understand. We're seeing what's transacting and what's not, and therefore what's um, being ranked to create that median value. Now, I'll, I'll touch on one thing, which you'll probably pick up a little bit in this podcast. I think there's a little bit of a trend in certain areas. Um, and that's that's the demand side of things between houses and the unit and townhouse um, part of the market. So you'll probably pick up little bits of that. We'll talk about obviously um, values of and compare them as well, um, and also the median prices um, as well. The other thing which we didn't touch on is obviously job growth. 
Absolutely. So we've got to remember in Queensland, jobs growth has been absolutely outstanding in the last 12 months and we've got record low unemployment. Effectively, everybody who wants a job has a job. Um, and because of that, it's it's likely that we'll start to see wages growth um, in this sort of environment. Now, let's not underestimate also the impact that rising interest rates is having on the demand for property. There's definitely that buyer group who are sitting on the sidelines, but we've got where this could be an issue is if people didn't have jobs and they didn't have certainty of their income. And, and back at the beginning of COVID, that was a real issue. And that's where there was a lot of panic and reason for panic because, you know, we had no certainty over whether people um, were going to continue to be able to earn income because the, the economic outlook was so uncertain. Right now, our economic environment is extremely strong and that's why interest rates are rising. Of course, we've got inflationary pressures as well. But let's not also underestimate the rate of interstate migration that is coming into Queensland. Everybody that relocates needs somewhere to live and that puts pressure on both the rental market, which is in a state of crisis, um, but also the sales market. And, you know, that, that also helps to support the demand. So unique drivers here in Brisbane um, and couple that with affordability. So yes, we've had strong price growth in the last 12 months, but when we look at how much you have to pay to purchase, you know, a house six kilometres, seven kilometres, eight kilometres from our CBD, compare that with what you'd be paying for a house the same distance from the Melbourne or the Sydney CBD. And, you know, really the affordability here is still so strong. And I think that all combined is why the fundamentals for Brisbane are still so much stronger than other cities. And of course, 10 years from now, we've got um, Olympic games. games and all of the infrastructure development that's happening between now and then. I feel this interest rate um, increase period um, is a blip on the radar in terms of what's ahead for Brisbane. Yeah, definitely. And, I, and look, as I've said over and over again, um, I think there's opportunity for people to get into a market that has a, um, a lot of potential to um, to move in the future as well um, and everything's going for it. So um, dwelling values, let's jump in and crunch some numbers. Yeah, so again, reporting on the CoreLogic information um, up to the end of June 2022. In Brisbane, CoreLogic data confirmed that property values um, across all dwelling types increased 0.1% throughout Brisbane. So that resulted in a quarterly change of 2.7% and an annual increase of 25.6%. So median value for all dwellings in Brisbane at the end of June, sitting at $784,826. And if we jump into the um, the housing side of it, so if you want to, do you want to break it up quickly into the housing and then the unit side of it? Yeah, absolutely. Because we have been reporting on the Brisbane Property Podcast, the shift in demand towards townhouses specifically that we have observed since early 2022. This is now coming through in terms of increased price growth in the unit and townhouse market compared to the housing market. So when we look at the housing market for the month of June, no change, 0% growth. Um, when we look at the unit market, 0.8% growth in Brisbane. Now, this is a divergence in growth. So it's the second month that we've seen the unit and townhouse market um, perform at a higher rate of growth than the housing market here in Brisbane. And based on what we're still observing on the ground, this is a trend that is likely to continue in the future, simply because we're seeing a lot more people turn up to open homes of the more affordable housing stock being units and townhouses. Um, but these units and townhouses are still located in our uh, blue chip 
premium areas. So we've got the demand drivers remaining consistent. It's just a product type shift that we're now observing. So on the weekend, just on that, and this is, again, I did mention this earlier on about the houses compared to the unit side of market. On the weekend, we, we actually shared the team around a bit and we got out and about into some houses, um, auctions, opens. Um, we also went through some units as well, um, just to get a bit of a comparison to see who was out and about. And it was actually listening to people talk and in through some of the unit um, complexes we went into, um, you know, there was there was a lot of people going through. I think one of them we went into had about 20 or 30 groups through. Very, very popular, people quite interested. Lifestyle, close to the city. Um, you can pretty much walk everywhere, catch a ferry, um, public transport side of it. There's bars, there's restaurants, cafes, all that type of thing. So people are interested in that type of thing. It's also affordable. Um, so people can buy something a stone's throw from the CBD. Um, imagine doing that in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, you know, a stone's throw from the CBD, you'd, you'd pay millions and millions. Um, whereas here, uh, it is a lot more affordable and it is quite popular. There's a lot of people in those as well. Yeah, so it's not something that, um, you know, anyone would have predicted during COVID. There was definitely um, a trend towards or trend away from unit living and towards um, living in larger dwellings. But we're starting to see a shift and a reversal in that trend and people are being drawn back into the, um, the higher density locations. And of course, that's reflecting in vacancy rates, which we'll get through um, and talk to a little bit later. Um, I think, you know, talking about auction clearance rates, um, you know, people often look at auction clearance rates and um, say, look, they're, they're trending pretty low in Brisbane. And, you know, when we look at the last month of auction clearance rates, it is true, there's been um, no weekends where the clearance rate's been above 50%. And that's according to Domain. That said, uh, when we look at a clearance rate um, and we look at the number of properties sold versus the number of properties that actually passed in, in most weeks, um, there's been more properties sold than have passed in, but there's been a number of properties that have been withdrawn. And then that obviously reflects in a lower clearance rate. That's just something to be mindful of when you're looking at clearance rates. Now, it doesn't actually mean that there's no buyer interest just because properties are not selling. And we talked about that gap between sellers and buyers and how that seems to be increasing. We've got some really interesting um, data here from Justin Nickerson's group at Apollo Auctions, um, local auctioneer here in Brisbane. And we look at the clearance rates for the markets um, across Brisbane um, the strength in the Brisbane market, according to their research, continues to shine. When we look at the auction clearance rates across the month of May, 64.6%. Across June, 65.6%. And then into um, July, 65.6%. So we've actually, sorry, 64.5% most recent weekend. Um, it, it says a story that according to the auctions that they're calling, uh, the clearance rate is actually, you know, being maintained at a consistent level. What's changing is the number of registered bidders. Um, so we're seeing the number of registered bidders decrease to some extent. Um, across the month of June, 5.2 registered bidders per property. Um, the last most recent weekend, 3.4 registered bidders per property. So that trend is decreasing. Um, and also the active bidding is um, another indicator that, you know, we, we can look at according to the results that he's reporting. And active bidding between June and the most recent weekend here um, in Brisbane, June was 
9.7% of all registered bidders actually put a bid in. And on the most recent weekend, 53.4%. So it's actually not showing a trend of Armageddon. It's not showing a trend of buyers retreating. It's showing a trend of uncertainty and, um, and potentially buyers that, you know, if they are there to buy, they're generally, a lot of them are bidding, but but there's another 50% that are sitting on the sideline and that further supports the, the story of um, people are uncertain and they're not confident and therefore, you know, they're sitting on the sidelines and that's what we generally see in this type of market. Yeah, and again, I think when you look at that, um, again, last weekend, a couple of auctions we went to, we, we, we spoke to some people afterwards and there was people at an auction that didn't even put a bid in because they just sort of sat there watching. Um, I don't know whether it was no confidence or what it was but to actually just sit there and not even put a bid in um when you're actually there and are registered to bid um another one we went to there was um over 60 groups so there, there would have been over 100 odd people there so when i talk about 60 groups every sort of group one person has to obviously register when they walk in now that was a massive auction there was people up and down the street there was cars everywhere i don't know how people didn't get run over um, but even the auctioneer said it that it, now's your chance to buy it. If you actually want to buy it, now's your chance to transparently, like it's so open and honest, the prices, as opposed to if it passes in, it's behind closed doors. But you're negotiating, you don't know what people are going to, and the agent won't tell you a price, he'll just say, look, you've got to put your best and final in. Um, it does show that confidence side of it, that people are lacking that, but the property still sells. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of the ones when you mentioned about withdrawal, um, you know, again, properties can sell prior to the auction. Um, we've actually done it recently ourselves. A couple that, you know, property was supposed to go to auction. We managed to purchase a prior auction. Um, there's another one where I think it was due this weekend, actually. Um, and we've managed to purchase, purchase prior to auction. So properties are still selling and then they were getting, getting withdrawn. So that's then having uh, an impact on that clearance rate as well. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, it all comes down to to understanding when there is opportunity to move prior to auction and when there isn't. It comes down to seller's um, circumstances and it comes down to buyer interest. And you can get a feeling for buyer interest by turning up to every open home and seeing who else is turning up and um, who else is genuinely interested in a property. But, um, you know, what I will say in Brisbane is that, um, you know, every property, there's no trends occurring in terms of, you know, properties that are selling above appraisals or properties that are selling cheaply. It's very property specific. Um, and we're, we're at a time where the uncertainty really is causing a lot of confusion. And, and you know, when our team's out and about and, and we come back in on a Monday morning to report, you know, what we observed across different segments of the market in Brisbane, it really is um, interesting because some pockets are still performing very well. Um, and, you know, auctions are very competitively sought after. And then other other areas or, or property types, you know, it's like pulling teeth watching an auctioneer try to pull a bid from the crowd. So, you know, it is very property specific and location specific and um, and understanding that will, will help you as a buyer to um, either put forward, you know, an offer that is likely to be considered or, or have to wait on the sidelines and potentially then compete with all of the other conditional buyers that can sit there um, because they just can't bid under auction conditions. Just quickly before we jump onto the, the rental side of it, um, another thing we did have a look at that and we do talk about occasionally um, is the segments of the market. And, and this comes back to what we probably spoke a little bit more about that, um, the units and the houses side of it. So what's, you know, what, what is the flavour at the moment in that in that segment side of it, Linda? 
So, yeah, definitely the lower 25% of property values um, are growing at a faster rate when we look at the quarterly trend um, compared to the upper uh, 25% of property values. So when we look at the three months to May, um, 4.6% growth in the lowest um, 25% of property values and in the top 25% of property values, only 1.4% growth. Um, now, it doesn't necessarily mean that the top of the market is, is going backwards. Um, it might also mean that um, the top of the market are not selling unless they're actually achieving the price that they're wanting. So there's more properties that are sitting on the market. But I think what this trend is actually showing is that there's been a shift in the demand to the unit and townhouse market, which obviously makes up the, uh, the lower portion of the market. So this is not area-specific information. Um, this is just price-specific information. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, moving a lot further away from the CBD is is, is going to or has given um, a lot more growth over the last three months. It's about price point. And based on what we've been observing, um, we feel it does relate to more of a shift in the unit and townhouse market. And that actually correlates positively with what we're seeing in the CoreLogic data now come through in terms of price growth in that segment. Now, I just want to reflect back because I do take notes as we talk, and I don't think we actually mentioned when you talked about um, the, the values of the property. So the unit um, value has gone up 0.8%. So the median value for units at the moment is sitting at $501,074. Correct. Um, which we didn't touch on earlier, and houses, 892,133. And remember, this information that we're sharing is for all of Greater Brisbane. It does not mean to say you can buy at the median value of $890,000 and buy within the Brisbane City Council region, you know, within a, a 10 kilometre ring. That's not what this is. This is data for all of Greater Brisbane. Um, so the median value reflects everything that's sold in all of Greater Brisbane and, and simply plucks out that middle score. Um, same with unit market. It includes all units um, across all of Greater Brisbane. So, of course, you know, breaking down property values into each specific um, city council region, the Brisbane City Council region, the Moreton Bay region, Ipswich, Redlands um, and Logan gives us a lot more information in terms of relative price points for each particular location. And of course, understanding suburb level trends um, makes it even more relevant because, you know, a lot of people still don't have a clear understanding of what their money will buy in the market here in Brisbane um, when they do sort of reach out to partner with us. And breaking all that information down is what we do here as well at Streamline. And, and obviously the help um, that you get, especially from Pauline, um, breaking all that information down and supplying that as well to do the research um, is very, very valuable to us as well. So we do shout out to Pauline a lot. But um, <laughs> Pauline, who is um, a valuable team member of ours, does provide um, a lot of this uh, information that we can then analyse for the benefit of our clients to help them to really understand Brisbane and why we're making certain recommendations about certain locations over others or, you know, why we're making recommendations around offer amounts based on, you know, price movements that are happening at a local level. So the rental market, people talk about a rental crisis in Brisbane. Um, you know, what what's it showing at the moment? Absolutely. Still a rental crisis. I mean, when we look at Brisbane, 0.6% is the current vacancy rate across all of Greater Brisbane. So we're in an environment where we've got increasing interstate migration, we've got overseas migration, more and more people relocating. Everyone that relocates needs somewhere to live. And of course, when we've got low supply, an indication of supply is that vacancy rate being so tight. Um, 
course, what that means is that we've got upward pressure on rents. Now, when we look at the rental price growth, um, the CoreLogic data has shown house rents have increased 13.2% over the last 12 months. Now, that's the leading um, rental price growth throughout all capital city, uh, cities across Australia. But what I will say, at a local level, in some locations, we've seen huge rental price growth in excess of 20% across 12 months. Now, you know, you can imagine as a tenant how disheartening that would be when your rental agreement comes up for uh, lease renewal um, and you found that your living costs have increased um, by such a huge amount. So, you know, this is why we're saying it is a rental crisis um, and yet there's so uh, many disincentives being put in place for property investors, um, which means that, you know, if property investors are pulling out of our market here in Brisbane, that's further reducing the supply and it's going to create an even uh, greater issue in the future. But rental vacancy rate, 0.6%, that's crisis level. And, and I guess where there's a negative, as you said, for the um, for the people that are renting the properties, there's a positive for the investors, I guess. Um, you know, you buy a property at the moment and, and the vacancy rate's sitting that low, um, you'll get a tenant, they'll pay good money for it mm-hmm. um, and you can sign them up for, you know, 12 months, whatever the lease is, um, and, and then you go from there. So, look, it's still, still a really good investment side of things. Um, do you want to run through quickly on the breakdown of those um, regional areas? So just run through from Beanley down. Yeah, so when we look at the vacancy rate, um, the Beanley corridor hasn't changed, still at 0.4%. Brisbane CBD um, is currently 1.3%. That's just unbelievable considering that Brisbane CBD was above 14% um, in the peak of the pandemic. East Brisbane sitting at 0.7%. Inner Brisbane sitting at 1%. Ipswich um, 0.5%, Northern Brisbane 0.4% current vacancy, Southeast Brisbane 0.5%, Southern Brisbane 0.7% and Western Brisbane 0.6%. This is critical. There really is hardly anything to rent. Um, and if you're a tenant uh, looking for a property to rent at the moment, um, we really do feel for you because we know how tough it is out there just to secure a quality uh, rental property and um, and we know this is an ongoing issue and there's going to be no you know immediate fix to this problem that we're seeing and, and you put on top of that and I think we've talked about it before as well you put on top of that um, the construction industry the pressure that's on that at the moment the floods that we had here from February onwards um, people looking to relocate people can't get builders to build their properties again um, Airbnb prices have gone through the roof I think um, so, you know, that rental market, um, it is very, very tight. Um, so if you've got a property to rent, um, I think, well, it won't be for rent, I don't think, anyway. So, And I just wanted to report also, I mentioned housing rents increasing 13.2% over 12 months. Unit rents have increased 8.8% and we're starting to see that um, that increase es- start to escalate um, now as well because vacancy rates, even in that unit market, um, are really hitting rock bottom. So we do expect to see that. Uh, unit rents will be on the increase in the coming months as well. So um, on the ground, um, yeah, we've, look, we're, we're seeing a bit of a mixed bag, really. Um, you know, there's there's properties that there's a lot of people turning up. There's properties that are a little bit quieter. Um, one thing we've probably noticed a lot in, in our in our business, obviously, we we have a work, good working relationship with agents as well. Um, is, is the contact and the communication we're having with agents. Um, we're catching up with agents quite a bit. We're getting phone calls from them. Um, you know, they're obviously after the buyers um, to try and buy those properties as well. So that's increased. Obviously, that's that's helping our clients as well um, to get those opportunities as well um, to try and get on properties either before they go to realestate.com 
um, um, or, or if they hit there, they're looking for as many people through as possible. Yeah, we're definitely seeing a lot more off-market activity because, you know, sellers who are a bit unsure, they might test their market or their property in the off-market space before they um, invest in a full marketing campaign to take the property online. So it is a good way to see more opportunities than you will see um, by doing it yourself, by uh, partnering with a buyer's agent who does have access to all of the market, not just what's listed. Um, but look, in terms of the future, we do know through conversations that we're having with sales agents that, you know, people are still struggling for listings. People are not, you know, motivated to sell right now during these uncertain times. I think it's going to be very unlikely that we're going to see a lot of distressed selling in Brisbane, um, especially given that we've got record high employment participation rates. And also we've got this relative affordability, which I've spoken about. Um, let's also not forget that there's been a huge increase in repayment buffers um, during the pandemic because borrowers have actually built up their savings safety net um, by paying extra repayments or not adjusting their repayments despite the interest rate environment decreasing um, up until recently. So, you know, anyone that's purchased a home recently will also have been assessed based on their serviceability and interest rates um, between 2.5 and 3% basis points above the original rate that they were offered. Um, so, you know, again, there's all of these uh, safety nets in place. So whatever the messaging is in the media and the news, one thing that I will point out is these sources are not there to educate you. They're not there to educate you. They're actually there to get clicks, to get eyes, to get views and, and not to educate. If you're wanting to be educated. Um, it's podcasts like these that will give you the facts and not embellish that with any sensationalism. So, you know, I truly hope that you um, respect the time that we do put into bringing you the facts in terms of what we're seeing across the market in Brisbane. It's interesting when we talk about um, people saving their money through a pandemic and things like that. And I know that um, when you look at the, uh, if you look at the news, uh, the last, over the school holidays especially, um, the airports were just completely choppers with people going overseas and traveling. And I know there was a bit of a shortage of staff and um, people working for the airlines, um, but it's amazing how many people um, could actually afford to, to go on a holiday and travel. So um, I don't think we're doing all that bad anyway. But anyway, um, that's the market update um, from us. It's been good chatting again uh, to everyone else. As Melinda said, um, if you can leave us a a review and a, and a rating on iTunes, that'd be awesome. Um, we will give you more information, share more information, get guests on and um, keep talking throughout the weeks. So I'll let Melinda wrap it up as usual. Um, take care and bye for now. Thanks once again for joining us on the Brisbane Property Podcast. And as Scott said, and as I requested at the beginning, if you do get a chance to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. We hope you have a fantastic week and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.